All right, hey, I'm Eugene Driscoll. Welcome to Valley Naval Gazing on WNHH 103.5, New Haven's community radio station. More importantly, sorry, New Haven, but we're heard on valleyindy.org and newhavenindependent.org and SoundCloud and Libsyn and iTunes and YouTube, YouTube and probably a couple of other places. That's Ethan Fry, the other reporter. What up? Nothing. Today we have three very special guests. We're going to be talking about Ansonia, downtown Ansonia, and the latest news out of Ansonia about putting a police station on Main Street in Ansonia. And we have with us today Sheila O'Malley, the city's grant writer and economic development director. Right. Hi, Sheila. Thank Hi. you. I, do, I, I was Thanks getting your, for having me. You've had a lot of titles over the years in, our, in both towns, Derby and Ansonia. But I got that right. And Corporation Counsel John Marini. Thanks for talking to us, Eugene. No problem. Thanks for your help in putting this together. Of course. Mm. And Police Chief Kevin Hale making his debut, I think, on a podcast of any kind. This is quite exciting. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, this is very exciting. It, it, <laughs> it's, a, it's, it's our pleasure to have you here. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. All right. So I guess I'm just, I'm just the guy, the audio engineer. In, in this case, really. Although I, I can't help myself. I will ask questions because I don't know how to shut up. But I thought I would just, to start off, give the idiot's guide to uh, what's going on in Ansonia. Because you guys are all so involved in it. Nobody will be able to follow what you're saying. So let's just back it up and let me explain. Uh, so basically, there was a plan to put a police department and some other things on uh, Olson Drive, which we can actually see outside our, our window here in the Valley Indy. Uh, and these are the former uh, Riverside Apartments and the Tinney Community Center, which were, had lived well beyond their usefulness and were torn down, and there was still a plan to redevelop it. Part of that plan was to put a police department somewhere uh, in there. Just in the last like two weeks or so, there's been a change of plans, at least publicly announced. There was an announcement that, to put this police station now at a property formerly owned by Farrell's, Farrell Office the office building, right? What, exactly. What's the address, John? 65 Main Street is Six, what we call it, but it but it actually has two different addresses. 25 East Main. To simplify, we'll call it 65 Main Street, and this is the uh, parking garage building. It's the square parking garage building. Some may know it as uh, the building right adjacent to Eagle Hose. So it's right on right downtown, right, right next Main to Street, it. Yeah, yeah. Really, okay. right uh, next to the Valley Independent headquarters. Okay. So uh, with all that being said, when the, when the news came out a week or two ago, uh, Ethan and I were surprised just as observers, I guess for like seven or eight years now, of Ansonia and Lower Valley uh, government. And we thought you guys sent out a bunch of press releases about it, pretty uh, thorough and comprehensive. You even asked yourself questions in them, uh, which is, I've never seen that before. Uh, but we thought we would bring you in here just to talk about it. And what better form to talk about this than in a podcast? because there's really no limit. It's unfiltered, and we can have... Uh, it's an important thing for downtown Ansonia. I mean, where you're talking about reshaping downtown Ansonia. Uh, so thanks for coming. And with that, I'll throw it over to Ethan Fry. He's actually the reporter who... I, I just edit the stuff and make sure it's spelled correctly. Ethan actually reports on it and talks to people who are involved. Uh, yeah, so just to begin, I guess, just an open-ended, why the change of uh, plans? And any any one of you could uh, answer that, or all of you. But not at the same time. <laughs> well, it seemed to me that, you know, we, had, we, had, we were set on building a, um, 
You got to get on that mic. I apologize, Chief. Building a set on building, a, putting up a new building as opposed to the one we have, uh, which is 124 years old, uh, on the Olson Drive site. But the way the, the um, referendum questions were worded was that it was there or another sufficient site within the city. Uh, it became uh, clear, at least to me, I'll speak for me, probably at the end of 16, early 17, after going to a meeting or two with some of the parties and the principals involved in developing the whole Olson Drive uh, project, was that this was, this was going to be more complicated. Um, some things had developed uh, just prior to that. There was a, uh, there was a, a deep, uh, had the state agency had come up with some uh, pretty rigid conditions as to what should happen over there. And in negotiating with the housing authority, and, and certainly HUD was involved. So we were looking at, in my estimation, at least a two-year gap before we could even uh, break ground on this. And uh, the the uh, citizens, taxpayers in Ansonia, uh, very generously approved uh, twelve twelve point five million dollars for this project, including a, a section for the radios, and. My concern was that twelve a dollar today is not worth what it is uh, is worth more than what it is two years from now. So twelve million today would not be, uh, which may be sufficient today, would not be sufficient two to three years from now. That was a concern. That was a concern. Uh, met with uh, Sheila and John throughout the process, and this uh, I'll turn it over to them to to fill you in on the other part in sixty five Main. But this this. Uh, property came in uh, as a topic and as a potential location, if I remember correctly, in January, right around sometime in January. So, uh, and the vote was in November. Correct. Right. Okay. So we started having discussions, went on a tour, and uh, here we are. So I'll let them fill in on on some of the background from the city side on that. But at least that was my perspective uh, going forward from the from the uh, referendum on. And you said, and just to uh, sort of repeat what you just said, as the after the the vote was taken, uh, the it became clear that Olson Drive possibly could not work because there would be construction delays, which could increase the price. Yeah, it, the what also um, not really concerned me, but you're dealing with a, a federal agency, a state agency, and another local agency uh, concerning one piece of property with two different projects on it with two different sets, really, of criteria as far as DEEP was concerned. So there were a lot of moving parts. And again, it became clear that this wasn't just going to, we're just going to go in and do this. This was going to take a while. And that really had me concerned in terms of the funding more than anything, because once you go out two or three years, now you have to start making cuts. Mm -hmm. You have to cut back on things that perhaps you'd get today if you started building, you couldn't get two or three years from now. And some of it, you know, a lot of it would be vital, and we would have to scale it back. I just wanted to add to what the chief was saying, that one of the critical issues on the Olson Drive site was where was the footprint going to be? And the footprint was going to be affected by the floodplain requirements or restrictions. And so if there wasn't going to be a waiver on the floodplain restrictions, then that footprint was going to take on a very different look. What, what's, and, a, I'm just, what's a floodplain restriction, if you um, Building within the flood, uh, building within the floodplain area, which you whether, can't do places where you can't build. Correct. Gotcha. Okay. Correct. Sorry. And is that just housing, or is it 
Can you not build anything in a floodplain? What are, what's the? No, it's, there are stricter um, guidelines as uh, with respect to residential, um, and so, in other words, if it, if it were a commercial, um, if it was a commercial development, the restrictions would be far less. So that those restrictions were going to dictate or determine where the footprint was going to be, and of course, that would as well, um, you know affect the footprint of the police station so we weren't even sure where that police station was going to be on the parcel depending on what they were going to need for their housing because the housing the housing obligation came first um that that parcel had to be had to be redeveloped according to hud um with 54 residential units on it and so therefore um that 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 posed uh, a problem for us uh, in the meetings, and there were quite a few leading up to the referendum as the aldermen talked about this and discussed it and then eventually voted to put it on the election ballot last year, um, I, I went back and read through the minutes uh, of the ones that I could find online, and I didn't f uh, find anything like any mention of the, the floodplain restrictions possibly complicating things or anything like that. Uh, were you aware of that as a potential issue? And if so, uh, you know, why not let people know about that before the the referendum vote the the housing authority was dealing with the floodplain issue on a on a separate residential issue because because of their uh, obligation to put the residential units on there w and in terms of the piece that we were looking at for the police station we weren't we were not um we were not under the same obligations so that piece that the the police department could go on it wasn't wasn't under the same restrictions so that didn't come up but what did come up was the but, fact that where you're going to put the housing is going to affect the police station and if if the, if there are restrictions and you cannot get a waiver then you're going to have to either shift the footprint or you're going to have to build a different type of housing which would which would impact the police department project and I guess why why wasn't that brought up? Well, uh, what Sheila's saying is right, um, but it's only one part of the consideration. We always knew that we'd have to develop the station if it was going forward at Olson Drive in tandem with the housing. We knew, of course, that there would be challenges, and, and we accepted that. It turned out that the challenges looked a little more intimidating as we learned that a waiver wasn't going to be granted so easily from deep. But again, that this whole discussion of the floodplain and the challenges on Olson Drive, that's really only one part of the equation. The big picture is that the city, Mayor Cassetti and his team, wanted to bring a state-of-the-art new police station into the heart of the downtown. And above all else, they needed to do it in the most responsible way to the taxpayers, and they needed to get the taxpayers the absolute most value for the money. So while this floodplain issue came up on one side to basically suggest, okay, Olson Drive may, may not be the most ideal place, the big thing is what became available, which is 65 Main Street. This was a building that was not available when it was under the ownership of Washington Management, a.k.a. Mustafa Diakati. When the option became available through the new owners, we had a new alternative to look at. And before we move to that, though, can I just ask you one question before we get into the, the 65 Main Street? Because there was that referendum under, in the previous uh, administration 
where they wanted what like 300 grand for open space to, to buy the property to, buy, to purchase the property space, yes. and then because we went through the whole rigmarole with that and story after story and meeting after meeting and people talked about it and then uh when mayor cassetti came into to office it was pretty much discouraged correct me if i'm wrong that you you can't buy that land it, it really for wasn't for sale so that was a situation where it was put to voters, it was voted on, and it didn't happen. And this time you have, while Olson Drive wasn't the set in gold or set in concrete uh, uh, location for that police department, it was certainly sold as that. That was the proposal. To the public. That was at the time the best location available. So it my question is, how, how if I'm if I live in Ansonia, and I think this, this, this we're reflecting the comments that we saw like on the Ansonia community page, mm -hmm. and it was sort of the first uh, reaction that we had. How can Ansonia residents trust? Next time you can put out a referendum for asking them to approve borrowing, how can they trust what's on the paper? Is going to be what actually happens well first what was on the paper is what actually happens because the possibility of an alternative was built into the question but and but I, but you sold the police department it was being presented as, as that being the best alternative and, and i and i would say that the residents would should have trust that the city is always going to make sure that it is getting the most value for taxpayers money that it is not going to be inflexible and continue with an option that may not be the best one we're going to continue looking for the best alternative and this is a perfect example. Yeah, we could be a government that is so inflexible and so wedded to its original proposal that it just can't change, even when a better option comes along. Where would you have been if, the, if that six, if 65 Main Street wasn't available? Well, what? Olson Drive isn't an impossible destination. No one is saying that building on Olson Drive is impossible. What we're saying is that for a couple different considerations, important ones, there is a better alternative. We could still go ahead with the building on Olson Drive. The thing is, we understand that 65 offers a lot more value for the money. We're getting not only all the space that we needed for the police station, but we're getting more value, more space for other uses at no, at no further expense. We also know we're avoiding the obstacles of Olson Drive and thereby able to do this on a more timely uh, schedule, getting it done quicker. And we understand that it's going to be a driver for economic development downtown. So it's not to say, and we had a lot of conversation at first about the challenges of Olson Drive, I want to make this clear. No one is saying that the Olson Drive alternative ended up being impossible. No. What we're saying is a better alternative came along. And we believe the city officials have a responsibility to always make sure that, this, that the residents are getting the best. That the best option is going to be the one that goes forward, not not the first simply because it was the first option out there. Do you we're think going to be restless and looking for the best options. If you could do that referendum over and like the build up to it would you have emphasized Olson Drive as much as you did well hindsight's always 2020 i think it's very important to uh, to show the residents what we're looking for so in terms of what what the new police station was going to be that was right on the money the location ended up you know we, we, if if we understood there could be other locations you know maybe we would have played up the possibility of alternatives more 65 Main Street didn't seem to be available anytime soon. Liberty Street was another parcel that was mentioned, but we recognized from the beginning that the rehab costs there, that made that a not, a not feasible situation. And people like the idea of Olson Drive as a police department because going back generations, there was crime there. there mm -hmm. was, it was a high crime area. Mm -hmm. And that's why I keep asking about Olson Drive. I also think just, that... Just to clarify, the, the ballot question said, for the planning and construction of a new police facility to be located on Olson Drive... Or if it is determined that Olson Drive is not suitable, such other location to be determined by the Board of Aldermen. Just to insert that. Go ahead. I so. just wanted to point out, and I think the chief will agree with me on this, that 
when people voted on that referendum question, they were also saying that we want a new police station and we want it to be located yeah. in the downtown area. So that that's also what we take from the referendum that 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 was a resounding yes for a new police station. And I think and I think that, you know, that's citywide that people support that. Uh, we had mentioned that the fact that it's uh there's a deed restriction on that land. Um, I just want to read a quote from the Mayor's Night Out event from last October uh, discussing this. Uh, this is you, John, talking about it. You said, the property at Olson Drive is deed restricted by HUD. There are certain things that the city can do and can't do with that property. We were in a bit of a predicament a couple of years back when HUD was expecting that the, they were going to have a one-to-one -one replacement of housing that was formerly on the site. About two years ago, the mayor and his team, along with the housing authority, went up to Hartford and got a very interesting tentative agreement. They would allow the city to reduce the number of units on the site in the event that the city constructed its own public station, a new security station, on the site as well. So this is an opportunity, an opportunity to upgrade the existing police department and at the same time reduce the housing density and achieve a new public use for Olson Drive. So, like, if a person attended that meeting, I think it would be reasonable for them to have left with the impression that, hey, I need to vote yes on this or else HUD is going to make the city build a bunch more housing units on Olson Drive. And with the recent change in plans, do you think that person uh, would feel misled by, by, by what happened? You know, what was said is there's, there's an opportunity here and we're still following that opportunity. We have an agreement now to reduce the density to the 54 units and to at the same time explore the ability of some city use on the site. That city use may not be the police department, but we have the ability to explore additional community space in the future, whether it be for recreation, whether it be a gathering place. Uh, for but, the and city. I hate to interrupt, but you said its own public station, a new Back security station. Slightly, yeah. Sorry, a new security station on the site as well. So I, at the time, at the time, that was the specifics. You know, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. Um, there, there simply was not another alternative downtown. Now there is a better alternative, and so as, as city officials, we're responsible for making sure we go with the best alternative. Now on the other side, I, I have seen some of the comments, and I understand this one in particular. It's exactly what Ethan is addressing. What's going to happen with Olson Drive? Will yeah, that affect people the density? People like seeing it as it is right now, mm -hmm. I think. Yes. It's fair to say it's open space right now. It's a, it's a field. Uh, the change of plans does not affect the density of the units. So there'll still we be housing there. Well, we have a written agreement that there will be no more than 54 units. Okay, That agreement still stands. And we still have the intention of exploring, one way or the other, some city space on the site. But nothing changes because the police station moves off the site. So it, it, I think the concern was, are we going to see more housing on the site because the station won't be there? The answer to that is no, you will not. I think the previous agreement stands. I also think that but in, HUD the, in has, the lead up to the referendum, that, that, that was the impression voters came away with, I thought. Right, but in, HUD in, also has the impression that there will be some sort of community facility on that, on that site. So they are they are still under the impression that that some sort of um, whether John was saying community center or meeting place will be located on that site as well as and I guess part I get, of the plan. It, like, nobody in the run up to the referendum, nobody said a police station or a community center or a, a meeting place. It was all police station. 
And again, at, at the time, that was the that was the only option downtown. That was the most viable option downtown. That was the best option downtown. And as I said, a better option came along. We have an obligation to the taxpayers, to every resident in the city, to make sure we're pursuing the best option. And of course, this is something that is going to be explained from A to Z to the residents. We've already started the process. We're here today to explain more. And of course, as the process goes forward, the public hearing, um, we're making the case that this is in the best interest of the city. In terms of location, you're talking about a location that's right next door to Olson Drive, so you don't have much of a difference there. Again, in terms of timing, it's better in terms of what you're getting, what the value you're getting for the money, it's better. So the only question that, that I could see is, you know, how does it affect housing and the future of Olson Drive? And we're very happy to say that it doesn't affect that, it, that the agreement stands. It's going to be no more than 54 units. And the city is continuing to converse with the housing authority about what the best uses for that property would be. When you, if I may, um, Sheila mentioned the community center. We've been talking about a community center type facility over there. That was actually broached by HUD, if I'm not mistaken, with community access to the police department, not what we have now, but an actual community center within the police department. Um, my thoughts originally were that you would have a room there that the, you know, the, uh, if the tenants association wanted to have a meeting, um, they can have a monthly meeting or there or what, what have you, things like that for the community. But they were they were more in line of a, a community center that where you would have after school programs and so forth in the police department. And that didn't really fit in with what our vision was of the police department. Uh, you know, again, the community access is one thing. You know, a six day or seven day a week community center within the police department is a different matter. And I thought there were there were there was a certain mixture there that probably wouldn't be the best. Does that happen anyway? Is there any police department in the state or the country that, that has, has a true community center yeah, within it? Like that? I just, just wonder. Not that I'm aware of. Doesn't mean it's not out there, but just not that I'm aware of. And it just really wasn't something that I have a great comfort level with, to be perfectly honest with you. Uh, we conduct a certain business and we certainly want to meet with the public and, and deal with the public and we do our best to do that. But to have that type of mixture in the same facility, um, uh, that, that really really kind of bothered me and that came in again this all started coming in after you know and the, you combine that with the with the deep floodplain regulations and it that's where i got the, the you know the feeling that it was going to be at least a couple of years at least two years before we broke around over there and, and let me just ask because again i i don't deal with deep we call them up every once in a while when like oil spills on the ground and we have to report on them but as a layman, as an ignoramus, I would think the floodplain, I mean, they've been talking about, the city's been talking about tearing down these buildings and doing something with Olson Drive property since before we were around. It's, it's been decades. Mm. Uh, how did nobody know that these floodplain issues were going to be uh, an issue to what you wanted to do there? Or am I mischaracterizing? No, I believe that the housing authority always knew the floodplain was a question. It simply found it was a more challenging question to answer. They believed that they could get a waiver easily. It turned out it wasn't going to be that easy. Again, that's part of the overall consideration. It's not someone saying it's absolutely impossible to build at Olson Drive. What we're saying is there's another site that's much better suited and that we believe the taxpayers are going to see as much more advantageous so long as we're allowed to make the argument and explain. And of course, it is always a dialogue. It's always a, a two-way street. That's why we have a public hearing process. That's May 2nd? That's that's going to be May 2nd. That's why we're, we're advocating this. I mean, the public could come to the conclusion 
Yeah, we want it an Olson Drive. We don't mind that it's going to be three years. We don't mind that we're not going to get the top value for the money. But we believe as a city officials that this is a proposal that needs to be made because it's in the best interest of the city. And of course, again, hindsight is twenty twenty. If we knew how it would play out and that another possibility would open up, we would have we would have suggest we would have played more on the uh, on the uh, the possibility of an alternative. But the way that the facts were at the time, this was the only alternative. But again, it's it was built into the language of the referendum question. Every attempt was made so that people could see that. And when they came to vote, there was a possibility it might not be Olson Drive. Uh, you've talked a couple times about like the timing of when the possibility of the 65 Main Street came up. Uh, just by way of background, that was uh, foreclosed on last year. You had mentioned the Mustafa had bought it in 2013, and then plans never went forward. He had bought that and that big white building with all the broken windows in it, the old process lab. Uh, the city had filed uh, blight liens against that you know going back years um and like hadn't officials discussed the possibility of acquiring that through eminent domain so i like in 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 those conversations was the potential reuse of either of those buildings as city space ever in the cards or was that just since the new owners came to the picture 501 main street is the building that had a blight lane put against it um, that is not 65 Main, the location we're proposing for the police station. That is the large, large building with the shattered glass windows. And I can say, you know, the city was looking at the potential for closing on it, but using that building for city, city space was never and is still now not an option. We see that really as prime commercial space, whether it be a mix of commercial and residential um, or, or something else. We do not see that as, as the appropriate space for city use. So no, that that was that was never that never entered into our heads that we would be able to create city space through the for closing on on that blighted property. Sixty five Main did not have the blighted issues, and this you know a lot of people you know they're, they're trying I'm sure to think in their heads okay what buildings are they talking about? We're talking about sixty five Main. That is the building with the double indoor parking garage that was maintained as Farrell's corporate headquarters until their switch up to Fountain Lake. This building is maintained in an exceptionally good condition. There are no environmental issues in the main body of this building. It has really been maintained as excellent office space. So in terms of environmental rehab and blight, that's not an issue in this building, which makes it an even better uh, fit for these uses. The police station, and of course we didn't even talk about those extra other uses, uses like a senior center, creating more community space. Uh, putting isn't apartments that, into the building isn't that, that it dangerous have not though, other to, space. Isn't it dangerous to wish all that, though, if you haven't uh, started? I mean, because so much changes once you start. I mean, you're retrofitting a building to become a police department. Do you really think you'll be able to get a senior center in there and, and all the things? If We actually believe the senior center and, the, um, say, municipal spaces is much easier than the police station part. I mean, by far, the more intensive renovation here is going to be the police station. Um, the chief can talk in, uh, about more specifics, and we've brought plans with us today, but you're talking about the creation of uh, jail cell space. You're talking about the creation of a shooting range. Uh, the, in, the, the more intense rehab is going to be the police department. When you're talking about municipal space, it's already set up. And we've take, uh, Ethan, you've come through with us on, on a tour of the building. It's already set up for office space. So if you're talking about moving a department into 65 Main, 
you're really talking about very minimal rehab. Yeah, I guess in fact, I, the desks I, are still in place. The I've never built chairs. anything and I can't change a light bulb. But I remember going on the tour of the police department and mm. seeing uh, uh, what rough shape it was in. And it was, ne- it was a building that was never designed to be a police department. It was designed to be a school 100 years ago. Uh, right. And it seemed that to, to bring the Antonia Police Department up to modern specifications, at least in terms of its headquarters, building a new building was the way to go. Uh, but you're saying you'll be able to retrofit that office building? I mean, this is an office building. I, can, I, I don't see how they could change this into a, a police well, department. Well, but there are, understand, there are differences. So when, uh, when Larkin School was, was turned into a police station in 1980... Um, it's a building, again, that was built in 1894. So the, the structure, I mean, the, the engineering and, and uh, structural loads of all the, uh, the iron work that goes in there is completely different now than it was back then. There were specific, wall, and you've been in the PD, so their hallways are 10, 12 feet wide, a lot of wasted space. That couldn't really be changed because those walls are masonry walls. They're probably two feet thick, and they hold up the rest of the building. So there was only so much that could be done uh, at the time, and then we've made so many changes since then, but we're out of ideas now. We're out of ways to retrofit to Elm Street. 65 uh, Main, as, as Ethan saw, uh, is wide open in the middle. Uh, in the middle. And there, it was a cubicle farm, basically, two floors, with outside, uh, walls aligning the outside, which are really just sheetrock and steel studs. So you can completely open that floor, and that's what will happen. They'll completely open that floor. Uh, north to south, east to west, and you can do whatever you want with it. You can, you know, these are masonry, you know, concrete slabs. So you can build a cell block in there. You can, you can put whatever walls, whatever design you want in there. These plants could change 10 times as we continue to, as it continues to fold out and, and, and we get closer to that point. But when you looked at the building, you know, as the chief of police in Ansonia, I mean, this is going to affect generations going forward of police officers right. that, that, that are in there you thought to yourself that it'll work it can it can work yeah as soon as you walk out, i mean i looked we i looked at that place years and years ago that'd be 10 or 12 years ago um you walk in there you can just see it i uh, you know, i used to be a builder i was a carpenter and and so y- you could i could see that this this could work you know my layout is different than uh, uh what the architect is designed but it's still Everything's on the same floor with the range in the you know on the bottom bottom uh, parking deck. It made it made sense to me. Would we? I think you'd always prefer to have a brand. I think anybody would have a brand new facility, you know, right from the ground up. But uh, this became a better option just because more than anything to me the time. And because the last thing you want to do is is you know I don't even want to say it. Just go back and ask for more money for a police station two years from now when we just got all this money so let's let's use what we have let's do it as quickly as you can and but still get exactly what we need and then we should just and I'll, I'll give it to ethan after this like how much the referendum was for how much for the police department it was 12 million dollars for the police department and there's another five hundred thousand that the taxpayers approved for a new radio system which we need anyway so that would all uh that all so technically that it's 12 million five hundred thousand for this for the new station and the radio system and then what's this supposed to cost the putting the police station at 65 main street well i think we're it's still we're in the process we're we're still there i think we're applying to usda so we're working what does that mean we're in the process of applying to the united states department of agriculture to take out a loan for this project 
and we're we're working on the numbers we're coming up with a feasibility study that's part of the application and that will give us a number and will those numbers be available before the may 2nd public hearing they should they should be Ethan. we know but it's wait, no confused, higher though. than to, to be clear we know it's well, no higher than the 12 million so yeah why do you have to take out a loan if voters approve the so we we have a very low interest rate we have a good bond rating approval um, so the city is able to borrow at a low interest rate, but with the USDA, the, the borrowing is over 40 years, and the interest rate is low as well. So, you're getting so it a works out deal. to be okay. less, less money. And that's why we went to a referendum for the permission to take on the debt, because we felt, yes, it's not bonding, oh, right. but, we, but want the okay. city, we want permission from the residents to borrow the money. I it's thought a I, better I, deal than bonding. I thought though. you were saying there's $12 million that we can borrow, but we're going to borrow this other money while no. leaving that $12 million No, in no, 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 no. It's, Sorry, it's I misunderstood. the same $12 Sorry. million. Thank so you. So we know we're not, no, my fault. we're not borrowing more than the $12 million. But essentially, we know that for that money, we have the acquisition, we have the police department, and we've talked to USDA about the idea now of it not just being a police department, but it's about, about it being used as a municipal center. And they've Does given give us you... the green light for that. Oh, they have. Okay. And so a portion of that money could also be used to rehab other elements of the building as well. So that's a great deal. You're getting more value for the money. And we haven't even talked about parking. And we know parking has been a big topic downtown. The ability to expand public parking to accommodate all these developments. And this building comes, of course, with two indoor parking garages and a very large outdoor parking lot. So we have an expansion of parking. You have your new police station. And you have additional municipal space. And to follow up on what the chief said, you know, that building, the existing building for the police station, is uh, you know, a round peg crammed in a square hole. And everyone has, has acknowledged this. It is not the right fit. And uh, the administration has, has sought to avoid that ever happening again. We're not going to put the police station into another facility that is not the right fit. And all the consideration went into making sure that 65 Main is an excellent, excellent fit for the police station use. And really from the, the, the chief taking the tour, the engineer, and we are convinced that this isn't just you know, another situation of trying to put the round peg in the square hole. This is a whole other story. This is an excellent fit. This is a building that could be outfitted for everything that we need at the police department. There's no sacrifice. So essentially the police are getting exactly what they need. They're not giving up anything going to this location, but the city's getting more, much more. Do you have a question? Uh, has Have you agreed on a purchase price with the owners of 65 Main Street? Yeah, and I'm, I'm wondering who the owner is, uh, where they're from. Uh, do they have any connections to the city? Just uh, in The general? owner is Shaw Capital, and uh, Shaw Capital is the owner of 65 Main and 501. They're the entity, both a financier and a developer, that purchased the promissory note from Mustafa Diakati, Washington Management, and foreclosed on the property. Do you know like where they're based, or is it somebody we would we would I think know? It's Jericho, New York. They're based and there. Greenwich. They have an office in Greenwich, as well. Have they done property uh, like developments in in the area? Like, what are some of those? I mean, I think mainly they they've done um, property uh, property redevelopment in Florida. They have a, a number of properties, residential units that they've done, um, but they do have some uh, in Connecticut as well as I believe Massachusetts. And online, I can we can get that information out to you. Do you know how much they paid for the property? Because they stand to make a good uh, profit here, I assume. They bought. Remember, Mustafa borrowed money mm -hmm. and could not pay it back. These fellows came along and bought that note, and then foreclosed on Mustafa. 
Okay. So they got the property through a foreclosure action. Okay. Now, um, in terms of the purchase price, that's currently in negotiation, but will obviously be public knowledge before the public hearing. Because after the public hearing, the Board of Aldermen will be in a position where it would have to authorize or not authorize the mayor to execute a purchase agreement. Did so Shaw the public approach is going to have to know the, uh, the price. Did Shaw approach the city, or did, did once they came into the picture, the city said, hey, we've got this plan? So we really had a mutual uh, process here where we had been starting to look at that property after it had changed hands from Mustafa. As the chief mentioned, city had actually had its eye on that property f for a while as a potential use for the station. And at the same time, we were approached by Shaw, Shaw essentially saying this building would be a great fit and it would make an excellent, essentially an amenity to their planned development. And we haven't got into that at all, but say, that 501, and this is, this, is, this is a completely private uh, plan here, but they're planning to develop 501 Main Street. Again, this is the blighted building with the shattered windows. Okay. They would like to build this up as mixed use, commercial and residential. And they see a police department neighboring their development as a huge plus, as an incentive to put the money in and to develop. Um, and so they were, were, were basically all, all thumbs up about the idea of the city taking this property and using it for municipal use. Uh, Mustafa, I mean, I don't want to get too far afield, but Mustafa, the former owner, he had, you know, he had banners made up saying, you know, apartments coming soon. Was it just a nobody ever of, answered that number? The uh, the financing not getting in place is okay, that what yeah, he was a crop, stopped it? You know, it was he was just a scam artist. He's developed nothing, and uh, for all we know, he'll never develop anything. That's sad that the buildings had to be wasted like that. It was a, remember, it had nothing to do with the city. Farrell, of course, was going to move. They were selling their former, uh, their, their, what was going to be their former space. He ended up borrowing money and buying the buildings. And for a while, he was, uh, Mustafa was able to keep afloat and pay the taxes because Farrell's was paying him rent. When Farrell stopped paying the rent, he could not keep up with the taxes. He tried to borrow more money, but unfortunately we learned after, after the last, Two, three years, that uh, it was a dead end. Mustafa never had any capacity to develop. I know, you know he's proven that he still has no capacity to develop. It's sad. Why announce a deal if the purchase price is still being negotiated? Is it like just a matter of it, because really we, we we know you know again we don't we don't divulge negotiations because it could affect the eventual purchase price. But we're at a point where we realize the deal works. We can get it all done for the price that we have. We still want a little more time to negotiate. We're very close to announcing, but you know, at this point, I can't announce it. But we know the deal works. We know, you know, both sides are in enough mutual agreement to know it's just a matter of finishing that negotiation and putting that contract just out to be there clear, to the that, public. That contract will, will be out in advance. Of, of yes, the, yes, it okay, will be. of the public hearing, and it will have a purchase price on it. And then in, in like in 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 those discussions last year, uh, talking about the possibility of Olson Drive, a lot of the discussion centered on whether there would be a shooting range there, and there was a concern that that might push the price over tw uh, twelve million dollars. And the uh, sort of ad hoc building committee ultimately said, like, let's not include that in the project uh, to make sure we're we're under budget. Uh, the plans for sixty five Main Street do include a shooting range. I saw. Uh, was that like a determinative determinative factor in 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 deciding that was a better option, or because I, I know I know you guys currently use the Rod and Gun Club, but right. you know you have to drive you know to the 
practically Woodbridge to do that, et cetera. Well, plus it's it's the availability of the range. It's privately owned. They have a lot of members. It's very busy. In fact, they're renovating it again now. So, um, but I thought that the the building committee had approved the range in that building going forward. We had taken out, uh, I think, the office for the fire marshal, and there might have been something else. So that was important to a lot of people. It was important to us. It was important to the mayor um, and the police commission and members of that committee. Um, again, the architect feels that the numbers that, that you know, in seeing the building and, and the numbers that we've been approved to, to borrow will work in terms of acquisition and construction of the department, including the range. So, you know, we're, that's why this is really working out well. Okay, did you have, did you have a question? Yeah, I wanted Sorry. to, oh, I just screamed into the microphone. Sorry. Uh, in terms of just going back to Olson Drive and the future of Olson Drive in terms of the housing uh, that's supposed to go there, there's been a change of administration at the uh, present level, the executive level. I don't know if anyone's noticed. <laughs> uh, and there's a lot of changes happening to the, to the budget, to the federal budget. Uh, do you still think is that project going to happen? Do you think? To, are there any guarantees? Like when is when is a shovel supposed to be in the ground in the ground to redevelop Olson Drive? Yeah, I mean, right now we have to say that the Ansonia Housing Authority are, are trying to get answers to their questions. They're trying to work with Deep. They're trying to work with HUD. Um, right well, that, now, there is there is no timeline. Are, are, there, are they asking questions and not getting responses from HUD at this point? Is well, I believe there's a communication. Okay. There's a communication. There, there's an obligation to replace 54 units. HUD knows that. The Housing Authority <laughs> is aware of that. And the city's obligated to do that. But there's been conversations about, you know, if that if that doesn't work out, where where else can the housing be located? Can it be with scattered sites? The city is working with the housing authority on trying to. And I guess my to my up. total speculative question was, you know, are the feds going to pull that money because it's not construction that's ready to go exactly? Will they just say, forget that's, that? That's I think speculative. The money really to, to build to actually put the houses back in there. I'm just speculating that Donald Trump's going to say no, Ansonia. You're not getting that HUD money. Yeah, it's, it's I, and I don't know if any trying to get that funding. I mean, they're yeah. they're they're. they're well, I mean, pursuing. obviously that co we didn't even mention that. Obviously, we realize that if there's a funding issue, um, that's going to affect the project as well. But a lot of that is speculative. All we can say is that the housing authority is acting in the best interest of Ansonia and making sure that we have, whatever development goes forward there is is going to be a good fit and is going to push the town in the right direction. We know that there's an obligation that the city has to do a replacement. We've worked very hard at reducing the amount of housing that we're obligated to build, getting it down to 54 units, a maximum of 54 units. Um, the city wants to obviously fulfill its commitment, but at the same time, you know, both the city and the housing authority are working on what the, what's going to be the best interest of the city. Um, there's a lot of unknowns, and I think that that's really what it comes down to. All mm -hmm. these unknowns we realize that's, that's just a, a challenge for us getting this police station project done at Olson Drive. Police station project is extremely important to all of us. Yeah, let's, I'll take it out of speculation, maybe bring it back into reality, right? We'll get out of the fake news world. Uh, and Chief Al, how, how does this compare to a Board of Aldermen meeting? I'm just curious. <laughs> is this more exciting or less exciting? What, this grilling right here? <laughs> grilling? <laughs> no, this is, uh, 
I was going to ask if you could offer uh, permit classes for the seniors in the gun range. I'm glad I got extra sleep last night. I slept at a Holiday Inn, so I'd be prepared for this podcast. This is awesome. You checked your watch at 38 minutes. We were 38 minutes in when you checked your watch. But let's talk about uh, downtown Ansonia in general. Now, maybe maybe it'll wrap up unless Ethan had uh, other questions. But I saw somewhere, did you call, are you calling it Ansonia Recharged? Is that what a, okay. That's right. So, and that's referring to downtown Ansonia right here. And, and one thing I, that I, you know, you compare uh, Ansonia's downtown to Derby's downtown and the progress that's been made in the last couple of years in Ansonia. And, it's seen, and, and again, I'm not, I don't know how to economically develop my shoe, but I know you have one developer here, one property owner, Jerry Nasserino and, and, his, and his partner. Charlie Smith. Thank you, Charlie Smith, who own a lot of the properties and are doing a lot. And that seems to be one of the difference, differences in the Valley that we've seen where something's actually happening, where you have sort of one company and they're making it happen. Uh, I mean, is that accurate, Sheila? Is that sort of, uh, is, is that they, kind of these micro developments? Yeah, is, they've certainly spurred on a lot of development. But I think, I think what you have in really small communities is if, if you're looking at a block and you're redeveloping a block, it's going to affect almost the entire city. You know, if you if you have a larger city, what you do in one block of a downtown or one block in an, in another area in your community doesn't really have a huge impact. But when you look at Upper uh, Main Street and the development that Jerry and Charlie have have done, that really impacts the and entire let's talk, downtown. In case people don't know, talk specifically what properties have been. Uh, uh, it's I believe it's 36 Main Street to 88 Main Street, which is from the essentially from. To the to crave right. Thank you. Yes. Okay. Yep. I walk you, it a lot. So. Yep. Yeah, you know it. Um, and so they, you know, they've essentially taken that and redeveloped the whole area, that whole block, and further down, they've they've added restaurants in between, in spaces and parcels that they own. And does he? So. Does he? And then you don't have to answer this because I should probably ask the company this. But do they have an ownership in the in those restaurants too? Do they have sort of a vested interest in seeing them? Uh, succeed because I thought that was another thing. Beyond that's, ownership of the building, they have yeah. le- they have leases with Just the leases. businesses, but they they have a vested interest in what whatever happens in the downtown okay. area, and especially with a with a police station coming in. I mean that impacts everything they're doing. So yeah, uh, they. I'm sorry. Go so ahead. Uh, like a component of uh, like the city, you guys have been in talks with them for more than a year now to uh, sell the Where's city my microbrewery ATP and Palmer Building, which is where the. That's where like the senior center is now. The building between like uh, Wells Fargo and uh, 65 Main Street uh, to let people like uh, north of Kingston Avenue. Um, so I, I guess that would are those talks still ongoing? Will those play into the whole uh, 65 501 equation? So our plan had been to do a simultaneous public hearing on both the purchase of 65 Main and also the sale. This sounds like news. ATP Palmer I'm building. sorry, I stepped on you. Repeat that. Uh, the, the, the plan has been to do a simultaneous public hearing on both the purchase of 65 Main for the police station and municipal building and also the sale of the ATP Palmer buildings to Copper City Development, uh, Jerry Nasserino and Charlie Smith, uh, for the mixed-use residential and commercial project. Um, we are also very close at making public a, uh, a sale agreement with them and unveiling more of their plans for the facility. When do you think that'll be? Were they waiting for something to happen with uh, What happened is with all this development going forward in the same area, and now you, you really do have three entities involved here. You have Copper City, 
Charlie Smith and Jerry Nasserino. You have Shaw Management now taking ownership of two key buildings strategically, 501 and the building we're looking at purchasing, 65. And of course, you have the city that has this ability to invest downtown. So basically, the plans got very interesting and, and very promising, but more complicated. So yes, everything affects everything else. You know, a reason that time has been taken is that city has had to work with both both uh, both parties and figure out you know what what's the best way forward. And now you're seeing this take shape in the form of a city investment in 65, in t- in terms of Shaw Management's potential investment here in 501, and the Copper City's inve- investment in ATP and Palmer. And altogether, that's going to be in excess of. Uh, conservatively speaking, you're looking at an excess of $30 million into the downtown that would come of this. So we're taking it very carefully. We want this to come out right. And uh, the next, but the next step is now on the horizon, the purchase of one building for the city and the sale of two others. And you're going to be seeing more information coming in, in, in the next week or so about the actual specific agreements. All right, wait till this, wait till this publishes. Will you give us a break? Uh, it, it, like, in, in, like, over the months, as you've discussed the sale, uh, the negotiations to sell those two city-owned buildings, which were owned by the city but like before uh, Mayor Cassetti was elected, uh, you've talked about, like, hey, the city shouldn't own downtown prime real estate. It should be on, in productive use. It should be on the tax rolls, uh, giving tax income to the city. But like you're going to take 65 Main Street off the tax rolls. Talk about the thinking behind that. Well, it is sometimes a combination. She'll go into it a little bit more. But, you know, you have the city being a partner with private developers. That spurs development. You know, our our strategy here is, of course, to bring a real strong breath of fresh air downtown to really show investors elsewhere that this is the place to put their money. There is real promise and opportunity here. And honestly, especially when you're talking about a police station, this is something that is going to increase the value of the properties. This is going to be something that brings on more economic development activity, more private ownership downtown, and yes, more revenue from the more revenue from the taxpayers. We are boosting our grand list. We are generating a, a, a larger business space here. And yes, yeah, city investment is part of it. Take a look at a lot of downtowns. City typically does play a role. When you're bringing a police station in, you're bringing not only more bodies in, but you're bringing uh, an atmosphere of safety and security. You're telling investors this is a safe place to spend their money. And we, it's, it's important, as John said, to point out that there is a partnership and one plays off the other. But in addition to that, you're looking at a building that mainly contains office space and you can you can walk downtown and you can see that there's a lot of office space available that's a more difficult space to fill especially in ansonia's downtown so that building becomes less of a um you know less desirable than say a building that could be used for residential purposes or retail purposes because most most of your office uh space users go to shelton is that generally speaking correct there's a lot there's a lot of space in Shelton for office. Uh, like so much of the like, what happens downtown is has been dependent traditionally on, uh, or any downtown is dependent traditionally on like public transit. There's been some movement from to get, uh, you know, the more train service. Uh, will this deal, or you know, assuming they're you know, this apartments are on the way, will this accelerate that anymore? Or you know, how, talk about that. A little. That's that's certainly going to help us, and we're also looking at transit-oriented districts, which will will create a district, if you will, around the train station, providing. What is that a zoning? It, it's would that a, be a zoning it, change. Yep. 
you work with planning and zoning on that. And when you create that kind of a district, um, you you increase your opportunities for funding to help put infrastructure into that district. And that's what we're concentrating our efforts on right now. And then beyond those, uh, just those two properties immediately uh, sort of right next to Main Street, uh, will this help uh you know the like we looking out the window a little to the to the north we see you know ansonia copper brass that whole complex the old feral uh the other side of main street the feral complex how will will this deal help that uh accelerate development there at all if so how well i think i think what you're what you're getting now is interested developers who are unsolicited just coming to the economic development office wanting to talk to the mayor and john and myself about other potential opportunities in the city so they they see the attention we're getting um uh with respect to our downtown and they're looking what what other properties are available so now you have 63 acres contiguous to our downtown um that are available and or could be available for development and i think i think that creates and generates additional interest but that's always been like that's been the big challenge 60 acres of contaminated property enough space to essentially create another downtown how do we get this done and how do we get it to its highest and best use so our the plan here is to generate momentum to get investors interested so they see really the real possibility of that 60 acres of copper and brass, the, the SHW, the former feral. So basically they're seeing, okay, the, the rest of Main Street's coming alive, it's coming online, now you're building momentum towards the development of the rest. You know, it's showing that this, again, this is a place to put your money, it's going to pay off. And um, I mean, there, there's so much to really talk about. There's the, the plans to try to boost parking. I believe actually there's a little bit of an announcement um, that we can give about who's gonna come see us next week, right? Well, oh, well, now you oh, have to. Donald uh -oh. Trump. Uh-oh. 54 yeah. minutes in, no one's going to hear it. It's okay. You can tell us anything at this point. <laughs> yes. Chief uh, Hale already left. We're, go we're going to be getting a visit from Senator Murphy, um, and he's going to talk about tax credits and redevelopment, and he's going to come to Ansonia, and uh, uh, that's going to be exciting for us. It's going gonna, it's gonna to draw more attention into our downtown. And, and who said Trump? Did somebody say Trump's coming? Was that you? Oh, okay. Trump, Sorry. Coming, Trump next. Trump, He's next. Trump and Murphy. He'll, right, he'll, he'll be at the, the groundbreaking on Olson. But somewhat, you know, so from looking yeah, at the Yeah, because I guess at this point, at this point, we should just throw it out to you, because I think those are all the questions Ethan yeah, and I yeah. had before we wrap up. Is there anything I mean, to hit, I mean, I think the purpose of a conversation like this, I mean, is, is I think, more than anything, to educate your readers. A lot of questions, and understandably... And obviously, when any plans change, when any new ideas are out there, there are going to be questions. And that's great. They need to be answered. Um, I think we touched on a lot of the more critical ones, a few that we didn't. I, I've heard the question, you know, is this going to increase our taxes? Is any project like this going to increase taxes in the city? And we've explained a lot before. This is all about debt service. And we've been very careful with this. New debt replaces old debt. So a lot of the city's old debt is scheduled to drop off by 2020. We very ca carefully calculated our bonding and our borrowing so that any new debt being added merely replaces the old debt. So no, it's tax neutral. The, the, the level of debt service is actually going to dip a little bit by 2020. It's actually going down. Level of debt is not increasing. Okay, so the line is being held there. So no, you don't have to worry about this project increasing taxes or any of that borrowing increasing taxes 
Um, the other idea is, you know, where is the money? You know, where is this money the city has borrowed? And Sheila already alluded to this, but we haven't received it. You know, the, we've talked to the USDA about it. They've greenlit the project. Is there a we, deadline that you have to take the money before you lose it? They, they actually do. There is no, there's an application that has to be put in by yeah. a certain date, and then there's a, going to be a closing process on the money we're going to get. But just so people understand conceptually, it's not like people voted on that referendum and all of a sudden the city got a big check. The aldermen and the city need to, that's just, that's just authorization. The mayor and the city need to act on that authorization to either get loan funds from USDA or to get that money bonded. The city does not get a check. Money doesn't just flow in. We have to figure out, okay, what projects are we going to move on first? We have to go through a process for each project, and then we get the funds. And if there's any change in how the money is being used, that has to be very transparently be brought before the Board of Aldermen and approved. It's not like we can take money from one project and use it for another. That's another misunderstanding that sometimes And everything we're talking about right now, moving the police station to this new location away from Olson Drive and to, to 65 Main Street, the Board of Aldermen also has to weigh in and approve it? Or oh, is that, is that any... Per, okay. for, there's a process for purchase of a building, and we need a public hearing, which is scheduled for May 2nd, and the Board of Aldermen does then need to vote afterwards on actually authorizing the mayor to enter into any agreement to purchase property. We also will need an, an 824 referral from Planning and Zoning. What's that? Um, that's essentially by state statute, Section 8-24, uh, that, a plan, that the Planning and Zoning Commission shall give its recommendation gotcha, on any okay. planned purchase or sale of property. So anytime the city is going to buy property or sell property, planning and zoning needs to weigh in. ATP and Palmer, they've actually given their uh, their uh, positive recommendation on the, the sale of those buildings, but they have not given any recommendation yet on uh, eight, uh, 65 Main. That's scheduled to be on the planning and zoning agenda this month. Okay. I don't have any other questions unless uh, there's uh, you have a burning desire to share any other and Sonia's secrets with us. Now's the time to do it. We said enough. No. Yeah, that was 58 minutes. So so we'll end it. Thank you so much for, for coming here and, and taking an hour uh, to talk about this issue. You know, I, I really can't thank you enough. It's, well, it's, it's really cool. important. Thank you for giving us a forum to be able to do this. And we'd be happy to return any time to answer questions and talk more in depth. I mean, the way we, and we really believe the public can't know enough. I mean, especially with a project like this. It Good affects the, the future of have. Ansonia. Ethan's, Ethan endorsed that. All right. So for Ethan Fry, this is Eugene Driscoll from valleyindy.org. Thanks for listening.